How are we doing today, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Ken Burke, and welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Dan Britton, on, former professional lacrosse player, and he now serves as the chief field officer with FCA, or Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He also has co-authored several books, including One Word and Wisdom Walks. How are you doing today, Dan? I am doing amazing. It's great to be on the show here with you, Ken, and can't wait to dive in. It's such an honor to have you on. Uh, you've been interviewed by you know, Fox News, CBS News, and so many more. So it really means a lot for you to come on. And, and by Ken. Now, now <laughs> by Ken. <laughs> right. That's right. So uh, today we're going to be discussing how to parent a Christian athlete and you know, implications that it has on athletes all over. Uh, I'm not a parent obviously, but you are. Uh, so I think your wisdom is going to be really useful in this discussion. Uh, but first, can you share with all the listeners some of your background in Christian athletics? Yeah, I, I uh, grew up uh, with two older brothers, uh, which meant I was the youngest that survived uh, the beating of my brothers. And uh, I think I claimed to be the best athlete because I was always running away from them, trying to escape. <laughs> And my dad was an All-American lacrosse player at the Naval Academy. And we grew up uh, playing football, basketball, and lacrosse, all three of us. Uh, And sports were a part of our life. Like uh, my mom's favorite quote in the house was, boys, take it out on the grass, because we would be throwing (laughs) the ball inside the house. (laughs) She would be, don't break anything. So we we grew up with balls in their homes and, and always competing and with my dad, we, we, with the three of us, we always played two-on-two basketball, and, and we played competition. And so it was a very, very competitive environment uh, that we grew up in uh, as we grew. But we grew up in a Christian home. My mom and dad uh, grew up in Baltimore, and they came to Christ uh, through uh, Youth for Christ, the ministry of Youth for Christ, back in back in the early 50s. And uh, as a result of that, uh, uh, my brother Steve and Dave and myself grew up in a Christian home. I accepted Christ at age eight from my mom leading a good news Bible study. And then at 14, I went to a church camp, Word of Life, up in New York and uh, I made a, a recommitment to Christ and threw a little wood chip into the fire as you do it at, at, camp, at camps, right? <laughs> and uh, I just remember that night, uh, Ken, that, that that was a pivotal night that uh, my prayer that I prayed at age eight was not just a prayer, but it was a, it was a life commitment. It was uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And at that moment, at 14, at that camp, uh, I said, no longer I who live, but it's Christ within me. Hmm. And uh, it was a game changer. Amen. That's funny that you say that because I went to Word of Life, the Word of Life camp in Florida, actually, for most of my childhood. Uh, so that's, that's great. Great ministry. Oh, it is. Yes, sir. What was your experience like as an athlete? And, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit before, how did your parents or even your coaches teach you how to play sports with dignity and sportsmanship? You know, again, it was always hard to walk that line of that competitive, but also when is it too competitive, right? Like when does that cross the line? And uh, my dad, uh, being a Naval Academy guy, let me just say we called him Captain Intensity. And uh, as Captain Intensity, uh, we also, his name was Ed Britton. He passed away 12 years ago of leukemia, an amazing man of God, uh, was my best friend, uh, greatest mentor in my life. But uh, with that intensity, instead of Big E being Big, big Ed, we called him Big E, Big Embarrassment. Because at, at times, 
he would be the only one, Ken, you could hear on the sidelines. Like he, he had a thunderous voice. And I mean, all the players on our team, all the players on the other team knew Ed Britton, who was in the stands and he would, he would get on the refs. He would, he would, he would encourage, but also he would get on people. And it was a little bit over the top. And I just remember often thinking, gosh, like I, 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 my dad never missed a game. Never. Like he was the, the parent that was just always there, always supportive. All my teammates loved him to death. But uh, at times I just, I felt a little bit like that line was crossed mm. in regards to just like, like no escape, you know, get in the car and here's the five things I got to do better. And it just this, this constant uh, kind of push, 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 push. And I don't think he was the type of parent that, that uh, a lot of times we see today that is very demeaning. He mm. meant the best and he loved Jesus. It just, he didn't, he didn't have any gauge. Like he had no training. No one taught him like, Hey, uh, you know, th th this is the way to actually uh, be a great Christian parent, but at the same time still have that intensity, still have that competitive. And I, I just remember going, man, I, I, I don't want to do that to my kids. Even though I love my dad, I love how much he invested in us, how he showed up always. Like, again, I can't remember a single game or competition. He wasn't there. He wasn't cheering loudly and, and being that all in. But at the same time, it just like, I felt like the line was crossed. And at times just going like, dad, it, it's enough. Like pump the brakes. Like I just, just please. And, um, you know, and, and, and really at the end of the day, Ken, I, I felt like just once I would have loved to have heard him say, and I knew this, I knew this, but he never said it was, man, you just give me so much joy when I see you play. Mm. I, 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 he probably, probably might've said it. He, he meant to say it, but somehow got missed in, in the whole competitive, the push, the striving, the straining, the stretching, and, and just got missed. And I said, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to parent and I'm going to coach. If I ever have an opportunity to have kids, if I ever have a ch chance to coach, uh, I think I'm going to uh, use all the goodness that my dad did, but also I'm going to also make some changes to allow them to always know how much uh, uh, joy they give me, uh, how much pleasure they give me, and and to be able to always accentuate the positive, right? Accentuate, I stress the positive. I, Ken, I had a coach in high school, actually, my football high school football coach uh, was Sleepy Thompson. Isn't that a great name, Sleepy? Like that, you... <laughs> If you have a name like Sleepy Thompson, you better be good. He like, like he had like 12 uh, winning seasons. He's one of the greatest successful high school coaches in Virginia still to this day. Wow. And Sleepy, I he coached me uh, for two years in, in 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 on the varsity team. And you know he always say, "Boys, we got to accentuate the positive." And I didn't know what accentuate was. I had to go look it up in the dictionary. And it basically just means stress, like to emphasize. And 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 you know what, Ken. I never remember Sleepy Thompson ever saying anything negative. Mm. And he was an example of like, I said, you know what? I'm going to take the intensity of my dad and the competitive juices, but I'm going to take this over here that I've learned from Sleepy Thompson about accentuating the positive and creating that positive environment. And, and you know, I'm going to do it different. Yeah. I mean, going back to what you said, parents play such a crucial role in raising up their children first of all but raising them as athletes because like you said competitive nature can really get in the way of parenting it can get the way of you know the lessons that you learn in sports because you just you know constantly want to win you constantly want to do the best you can and i mean some parents control 
every move they made in sports, every move an athlete makes in sports, you know, what position they play, where they go to school. Uh, and you have the other side of the spectrum that parents are just happy their kids are out of the house. You know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting to see your perspective from, you know, your dad and then your, your coach, uh, Sleepy. Next question, follow-up question. How should parents and how did you approach parenting a child that's an athlete? I, I uh, realized early on that, that the same blood that flowed through my dad flows through me. <laughs> so I, I, I uh, have an incredible wife who, who uh, I would say kept me in line and, and helped me uh, know when I crossed that line. And, and I wasn't perfect, but I, I would say that, you know, all three of our kids, um, I have two girls and a boy, uh, all, all three of them went on and played college lacrosse, uh, played at, at uh, Liberty University, and now are graduated and married, and now we're waiting for grandkids to start <laughs> that cycle all over again. But I, I, had the, I had the joy and privilege of, of coaching my daughters uh, all the way through high school, all four years as their head, head lacrosse coach. And then I also had a crazy opportunity, didn't even expect it, to coach my son, Eli, as his head coach for the last two years of his high school career. And, um, you know, to, to balance that between wearing the parent hat and to wear the coach hat uh, is very uh, interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't, I could have never had my dad as a coach when I was, when I was in high school, like that, I would have been done. I would have, I would have hung the cleats up uh, just too much. But I think all three of them, Ken, if, if you ask them how I did, they, they probably would say, there are some moments, but for the most part, you know, my dad was was one of the best coaches I had because I, I realized that uh, when I was a dad and when when I was a, a coach. And so what I did is, you know, I tried to focus on the fruit of the spirit, right? Like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control mm -hmm. uh, as a parent and as a coach. Uh, made sure that when I was talking to them, they knew what hat I had on. You know, I always ask permission to speak into their life when it came to as a parent in their in in, in their in their playing. Like I, they would get in the car and I'd be like, "Hey, do you want me to share some things with you about the game?" And I remember my daughter Abby many times. She would go, "Nope, nope, I don't want to hear it, Dad." <laughs> and you know what? I would honor that. Like I, yeah. I I I wanted to help her. And ten minutes down the road, she'd be like, "Okay, Dad, I'm ready." And then we'd have a conversation about it uh, where they, I allowed them to invite me in to speak into areas where I, I never had that opportunity with my dad. He, he told me whether I wanted to or not. Um, and I, I just think, you know, I heard, read something, Ken, that the number one thing that athletes want to hear their parents say to them, number one thing is when I watch you play, you give me joy. Mm. Number one thing. That's it. Like it, it, it I mean, how easy is that? But yet we don't do it. I never heard it. I never heard it from my dad, but I knew, I knew he had joy, but to actually express that. And I always shared with Callie, Abby, and Eli uh, how much joy they gave uh, their, their parents by us watching them do what God has created them to do. And just that simple truth profoundly impacted their life. It, it took pressure away, allowed them to have joy when they play. And, and, it, and it changed everything. And so one of the things when I coached and I, and, and I, and I parent was I, I said, control the controllables, right? Mm -hmm. The three things you can control is attitude, effort, fun. And those were the bedrocks, the foundation 
uh, ingredients to every program that I coach and also to our family is, hey, hey kids, hey, uh, my daughters uh, and my son, you can control your attitude, you can control your effort, and I believe you can control the fun, the fun factor, right? If it's fun, it gets done. And so those are the three things. Everything else doesn't matter. And I would tell them all the time, put a tarp over the scoreboard. Put a tarp. Like, who cares about the scoreboard? If we do what we're supposed to do, the scoreboard's going to turn out right. And, and I would say to them, have you ever won on the scoreboard but lost in the field? That's not a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like kind of like a yucky win. Like, you're happy, but you go in the locker room, and it's just like, it's like ah, you know, right. hey, we won on the scoreboard, but we, we stunk out there on the field. But have you ever won on the field but lost on the scoreboard? See, that's when you should celebrate. And so I, I just believe creating that culture and that environment and so uh, after every practice and after every game, no matter what happened during that practice or game, we did something called the shout-out drill. And the shout-out drill was just simply we would go around and popcorn and shout-out. The players would uh, see and say something nice about another player. Like, hey, Billy, I saw you today hustle and work really harder than I've ever seen you work before. And we would spend a minute or two just doing these little shout-out drills. Even if we lost, we'd have this little time of celebration to honor what was good and godly that happened on the field that day. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so crucial to verbalize what you're feeling and how, you know, being grateful and being thankful for the stuff that even though the game didn't go the way you wanted it to, I mean, there's still so many positive takeaways you can take from that. But going back to parenting, I read a book by someone I'm sure you've heard of, Joe Ehrman, uh, in his book, Inside Out Coaching. He describes how his father trained him to be a boxer when he was only five years old. And every time, without fail, he would look in his father's eyes in disappointment because, I mean, he couldn't do what his father wanted him to do at five years old. And this is obviously not how to parent an athlete because it does so much more damage to a kid mentally, uh, psychologically, and for him, it was physically because he literally felt himself becoming less of a man from his dad. Uh, and I think it's so crucial to, like you said, verbalize and just acknowledge the greatness and the joy that you get from your kids while they play. But the next question I have for you, what would you say to a parent that puts too much pressure on their children in sports? Yeah, obviously, uh, Joe Ehrman's uh, dad put way too much pressure at that mm-hmm. age, right? Right. And, and it's really interesting. I, I grew up in uh, Virginia and, and, and my parents were from Baltimore. So I knew Joe Ehrman back when he was a pastor back in, in Baltimore and, and worked in the inner city there before he went on to uh, establish his, his coaching organization. But uh, Joe's books on coaching are the best of the best. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you can apply them to parenting, coaching, inside out coaching, all that stuff is just phenomenal. But, um, you know, I, I think when it comes to, to too much pressure, I obviously there's at times that, we feel like we're living through our kids playing sports, right? Mm-hmm. The, that uh, vicarious situation that you're trying to actually like, hey, there's something that I still have that I didn't complete. You know, I wasn't that all-star. I wasn't that person that, that made it to the next level. And now my kid makes it to the college level. And so you see that, right? You see how uh, parents do that. And I, I just think one is, is Ken, is, is I think – there has to be accountability, right? I, I think sometimes uh, you have to hold the mirror up. And uh, I, I think that uh, if, if people 
love people enough, they're willing to, to say the things that sometimes will help someone uh, get through that. And, 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 they, and a lot of times, uh, you know, for me, it was my wife, you know, mm-hmm. my wife Dawn would share with me like, hey, today was, was probably not your best day at the ball game. Like she was holding the mirror up, trying to help me get better at it and realizing that, um, you know, then I would have to apologize to my kids or apologize to the players that I coached. And I, I remember many times, Ken, that I made some decisions while coaching because I put pressure on the kids and I stepped out of line and I wasn't being that, that transformational coach, right? I was more transactional as Joe mm-hmm. Ehrman talks about. And, and even in parenting, right? I, I was more transactional than, than transformational. And the big thing is, is I think having that humble ability as a parent or as even as a coach to apologize. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my greatest moments uh, have been uh, when I apologize for something I did wrong uh, versus a success. Those were the greatest moments. Sometimes we think the, the mountaintop experiences of, hey, these things up here and man, this is great. I did it right. Well, that's not, that's not memorable. The memorable things are when, when you actually are in the valley and there's growth in the valley and that's when you can apologize and you can humble yourself. And those are the moments that the kids remember the most. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's so good. For any athletes out there that may feel the pressure from their parents in athletics, what would you, how can you, how can they still honor their mother and father? Like it talks about in Exodus and Colossians, how can they, how can they still honor them, but not feel, not feel the pressure and the burden that they play when they play sports? Yeah, it's, it's painful. And it, we see it a lot. We see it a lot around us. We see uh, that happen. And it's like, I, there's some, there's some kids. I'm like, uh, they would want to get new parents if they, if they could, right. They just go out and get new parents. But, you know, I think, you know, as, as a Christian athlete, there still is that honor, right? I mean, it's just, you have to honor your parents. And I think to, to as best as possible, whether it's to write, sit down and write a letter or whether it's to sit down and, and have that conversation and, and let them know how they feel when, when they're out there. I think a lot of times these things get done in the moment, in the heat of battle. And in the heat of battle, that's the wrong time to do it. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's the times that have the greatest impact and, and, and minister to the heart is when, not, when you're not in the situation. And so I would just say to, to, to the athlete, you know, don't throw the towel in. If God's given you a gift to play a sport that you love playing, um, you know, I, I think that your parents – deserve to hear in a very rational, godly way, uh, the way that their parents make them feel and to be able to communicate that in, in a very loving and caring way. Um, sometimes it's just, again, we have to see the mirror and we don't see the mirror. Like, I, like I remember Ken, um, one of our, one of our staff members, um, who was a, was a, uh, chaplain at a, at a top, uh, a, a D one football program, right. And he was working with, with, with a coach um, who was like a quarterback coach of this top program. And, and, you know, we would all know the name of the university. And this, this coach was godly, loved Jesus, wanted to be a transformational coach, read all the Joe Ehrman books, uh, want, you know, wanted to, you know, be a first, second, third dimension coach, the whole thing. And, and, and um, they finally started doing exit uh, strategies that when the players left the program, 
they would do an exit strategy and they would thought an exit survey. And uh, this one senior uh, took it serious and, and shared with his coach how he actually made him feel. And it was not good, mm. right? The coach thought like, hey, I'm a godly coach. I'm doing all these things. I'm making a big difference. Haven't heard anything bad uh, 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 since then. And this one player sat down and really poured out his heart. And when he saw that exit survey from that co- from that player, he respected and thought he had had an impact on and realized he actually damaged him. Um, he broke. He went home. This coach went home to his wife and cried and said, I don't want to ever coach again. And this FCA chaplain came alongside of him and said, look, this is a chance to learn and to grow from. This isn't a chance to throw the towel in and walked alongside of that coach, spent some time in Bible study with them, kind of, you know, restored his heart and literally came back in and became an amazing coach. All because of this one moment, this one player who was willing to share in his heart at the right time to, to be able to make that change in that coach's life that now probably has impacted hundreds and hundreds of athletes in a positive way that he didn't know that he was having a negative impact on. Wow. That's such a powerful story. And I mean, I think God, <clears throat> God really speaks through those moments. I mean, you know, something that he needed to hear as a coach, maybe he didn't hear it. I mean, like you said, he didn't hear it at all before that player. And then once that came just radically transitioned and became a better coach for it. But going back to this question that as an athlete, this can be so hard to honor your parents, especially like when you said that it's just in the heat of the moment and your parents just want to fire questions at you and say what you did wrong or say what you did right, maybe. But you have to be willing to let Christ interfere in this you know, relationship, just like parenting a child or being in the workplace, even, uh, you have to be able to honor your mother and father and you have to be able to communicate and just be willing to compromise, especially as a parent. But one final question I have for you. So you're someone who has been around Christian athletics for years now. Uh, how have you seen parenting make or break athletes either in your career as a lacrosse player or as an athlete? I, I have seen players, uh, great players, quit the sport because of their parents. <laughs> it's just they've like literally quit. Said, "Hey, I, I, it's not worth it. It's not mm-hmm. worth it." Um, I, I love what Joe Erman says in his book Inside Out Coaching. He he kind of frames up some some why questions, and he says, "You know, uh, why do you coach? Right? Like, what's the driving force behind why do you coach?" And 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 the other the other question that I like is. Uh, uh, that we, we, we coach or we parent, we coach or parent the way we do because the way we were coached or parent, parented, right? right? So either we, we had a really bad influence, we say we're never going to do that again, or we had a bad influence as a, on a coach, a coach or a parent had on our life, and we just emulate it. We actually repeat it because we don't know any different. And so I think it's important for us that, that when we, we talk about these, these, these kids, that um like i like for example i i try to i try to be parents to other kids not in a bad way i don't mean to say i'm taking the place of parents but often when i would see that hey the, 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 their parents never show up to games right never never there like i can't replace a parent but i can fill in and be able to encourage that player and so many times my daughter's college lacrosse teams i, I would be at a lot of the games just like my dad 
one of those good things. He always showed up to games and we, you know, my wife and I flew back from Kansas and, and even people would be like, I cannot believe how the effort you're making flying back to games back in Virginia, all the way from Kansas, Kansas city. Um, because again, I, my, my dad, that was a good thing that my dad taught me the, the power of presence and showing up and never being able to miss a game. And I would, I would fill in and, and be that encouraging parent to those players when they made great plays out there and, and trying to infuse life into them. Uh, Ephesians 4 29, you know, about letting a wholesome word, the wholesome word to build up according to the need of the moment. And I, I just think that it, it takes more than just one set of parents. Like I, I feel like as Christians, we got to come together and support the body of Christ and walk alongside. And, and, and I think athletics, obviously being in Folsom Christian Athletes for the past 31 years is my life calling uh, in this ministry, 67 years uh, strong, that we just see the power of words that bring life or death. And especially in the athletic community, being able to, to infuse life and refresh athletes uh, is so important. Well, yeah, that's, that's such a good word. Yeah, it's so important to have community like Christ talks about in the Bible and not just adult to adult, but like you said, adult to a child, like you are called to a community for so many, so many believers and so many people in this world. And, you know, being a parent for a child that doesn't have their parent there, maybe it's, it does so much good for them and their mental and their, you know, just psychological build because it's just, it speaks so much life into them. But Dan, thank you so much for coming on today. It was, it's such an honor to have you on. Yeah, I, t I tell you, uh, Ken, it's, it's amazing. I, I feel that th this subject right here that we, we could spend hours and hours mm -hmm. diving into. And I think one of the things that, that is that last, just the last word just has really impacted. And we kind of talk, talked about it at the beginning is I had a chance to write a, a book with my friend, Jimmy, uh, uh, called called to greatness which is a father-son devotional. And as we uh, laid out those devotions to really encourage fathers and sons to journey together to grow in their faith, which I think is just amazing. Um, you know, we kind of stumbled upon the passage in Matthew about when Jesus was baptized, right? And uh, right during that time, it says that um, in Matthew 3, 16 and 17, it says, you know, there's, it, at that time, there's a voice that came down from, from heaven, which was God the Father. And, and this is what he said, this is my beloved son. I take delight in him. I take delight in, in him. And I think the five words, the five most powerful words we as parents can speak uh, over our children is simply, I am pleased with you. I am pleased with you. Those five words can change the trajectory of our kids' lives. And simply, I am pleased with you. And when it comes to sports, when it comes to any aspect of life, we can just utter those words that I am pleased with you. Our kids uh, will uh, be used in a mighty and powerful way. Mm, yeah. God can work in so many different ways. And being a parent is so crucial for, like you said, for raising children that love God and love sports. Amen. Amen and amen. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you again for coming on. It was such a blessing and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Yes. God bless.